Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. Hanging out in the summer heat. Yeah. Which, no. you know, here in Florida, we've had since March. <laughs> but Yes, my uh, Nana misses that very nice summer heat in florida uh she i think she she this was her first winter that she just went through in 30 years so uh couldn't come down like she normally does because of the apocalypse yes uh due to the pandemic she uh her and uh my papaya had to vacate florida and were unable to return but they are doing well and they Probably don't even know this, but they've got to be excited for summer because we've got summer heroes to talk about. You know, they're excited for summer. They don't know anything about Fire Emblem Heroes, and I probably wouldn't want to explain it to them. Um, (laughs) That would be a process. (laughs) Although I could just get them to subscribe to this podcast, um, which probably also wouldn't happen. Either way, I'm, 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 I'm focusing on the wrong thing here. Eddie, I'm excited. We took a week off. We're back. Uh, we're going to talk about Summer Heroes. We're going to talk about three houses across the board because can't get enough of that three houses. Um, so let's get into it. That sounds disingenuous. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I can't get enough of three houses. Intelligent Systems can't get enough of three houses. And I'm guessing the Orb store cannot get enough of three houses, especially when summertime rolls around. So uh, we'll be talking about those heroes in just a little bit. Yep, we finally get all of the original students from the game when it launched. Oh, wait. Almost all of the original students from the game when it first launched <laughs> with the new summer banner. You're just rubbing it in, man. Uh, I can't even remember the guy's name. Maybe I'm part of the problem, I guess. Wow, you, you so <laughs> care so little about the students of the house you're shepherding in our game club that Look, you can't even remember Ignatz's name. I can't. I can't. It's impossible. It's bad enough that I have to remember Ash and Caspar. Uh, you like you kind of realize they're 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 all very similar. They're all kind of like, except for Caspar, he's not really sheepish. But uh, yeah, I kind of throw them all into the same category. But yes, poor Ignatz, he's not around. I think you might want to spend a bit more time with some of these students, read their uh, side discussions, because while they might have some initial similarities, or if only in looks. They are each unique. No. Oh, of course. They are. Yeah. I'm just a terrible teacher, so. (laughs) (laughs) But before we discuss how horrible a teacher you are while going over the banner, uh, we got other banners to discuss as well, don't we? Yes, we do. Uh, Weekly Revival Banner 17 is running right now. Not and More is running until the 29th of June, so get over there and summon for Not if you haven't already. Tempest Trials banner runs until the 1st of July. Heroes with push skills until the 2nd. Summer Passing Special Heroes Revival until the 6th. Summer Returns Special Hero Revival until the 9th. And Summer Vibrance goes until the 4th of August. Look forward to a bunch of summer stuff coming this summer because they've got, what, like 10 banners to work through? No, 8. I think this is our... Is it... This, this is our so fifth year, fifth. right? I think this yeah. is our fifth year, so there's going to be ten banners total. Oh, yeah, good point. And eight eight revivals and two new banners. Mm-hmm. So, Lots of 
fun summer stuff coming up. Over in Discord, uh, some uh, Jimmy and I think it was Babylon introduced me to a new podcast, and I decided to do some time traveling. And it was quite interesting to hear the ladies on the What's Good Games podcast discussing uh, Summer Tiki from the first Summer Banner. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, it took a few seconds to realize who it was, but it was mentioning watermelons, and I looked through, and that was the original Summer Tiki. <laughs> I do remember that banner. Yes, because one of the original co-hosts on the show plays, as she calls it, the Fire Emblem Horny Casino. <laughs> I have heard... <laughs> Uh, that phrase tossed around. Uh, I think the Reddit has used it as sort yep. of a fun uh, describer, I guess. So. Yeah. Yes. But on this banner, I did hop in. And as mentioned in Discord, within the first two rings, I got uh, Summer Mercedes, Summer Ash, and Summer Caspar. Uh, if I recall correctly, in the first ring, I got Ash. Second ring, I got Mercedes and four-star Caspar. Uh, but Hilda was Hilda was a bit more stubborn. Took about a hundred orbs to grab and got a Shinon pity break on the way. So. Nice. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, the whole hall, so you're ready to break. Uh, summon, you know, save up all those orbs for the next summer banner. While I have uh, not had the same kind of luck, uh, I got some randoms because I, I really can't remember where they came from. I, I usually mark it down, but uh, it was a busy week, a busy couple weeks, so. I got Fallen Tiki, which was new to me. Uh, Urk, uh, who was a upgrade. Uh, I did upgrade him to five star. He was new as well to me. But then on the summer banner, I got a uh, Yilger uh, pity break. Um, on I think that's maybe not is pity Yilger break. Yilger pity break, is she, or is she a four star boost? Can't remember. Ooh, uh... She, I don't. Either way, you got Yulger. Whether I did get, yeah, you're right. I, and I usually note that down too, but I, I didn't this time. So I, I got Yulger. She was due to me. Then I got um, Summer Hilda plus Marianne. So I got someone off the banner, which was nice. And you know, I'm not going to complain about uh, Leone coming on the Tempest Trials because I really like her as well from Three Houses. And I, on my way to try to get Mercedes uh, or anyone really else off the banner. Um, I got Anne, Anne and, which is um, a very interesting name. It's supposed name. to be pronounced Anon, but if you want to call her Anne Anne, is, is it Anon? So the D is silent? That makes more sense to me. That that sounds well, better. there's only one D. It's Anne and A-N-D, so Anond. Anond. Oh. I, you know. I'm just terrible at pronouncing names. No one should take uh, any... I can be completely wrong. You might be right that it's an and, I... but that seems a little awkward to say. <laughs> it does. No, yours sounds better. I'm just terrible at pronouncing things, and no one, no one should. I hope no one is offended, and just everyone just says, "Oh, silly Ryan, it's not an and." That's terrible. Um, it's uh... anond. It's got to be anond, and if it isn't, well, hey, <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't yeah. seem like it would be. I mean, I like Hil- I like Leone as well, um, especially her uh, post-time skip that we've now seen in Game Club. I do like the changes they've done with her styling and hair. I mean, she's one I half-considered uh, romancing in Three Houses, uh, but I'm just not sure I can get around her daddy issues, especially <laughs> since their daddy issues are with your daddy. So <laughs> She does bring up your father a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I made a joke years ago that, you know, um, in the middle of the night, uh, she'd be screaming your fa- 
Geralt's name instead of your name. So. <laughs> maybe, maybe you never know. Uh, well, you know yeah. what? We should we should look at what's coming up in the game because it's going to be a busy summer. Yes, uh, but the calendar is winding down. It ends a couple days after our next episode, so I'm just going to go over all of it. Uh, uh, so, but before we get uh, to the end of the calendar, we do have the voting gauntlet login bonus starting tomorrow on the 28th. And the associated voting gauntlet with it on the 1st of July. No banners listed to uh, specifically for the voting gauntlet. So they may be summer units or they just aren't telling if there are going to be banners for it. And we'll find out when the um, bonus starts tomorrow. We have another summer revival banner on the 29th. Uh, with a new legendary hero in the return of not on the 30th. Uh, so, yeah, b- make sure you hurry and summer on the Not and More banner because you'll have a whole day of not not being around. Oh, it yes. might actually be better to summon on the um, legendary banner because less chance of pity breaks. So That's a uh, good point. On the 2nd of July, we have another round of Pawns of Loki as well as a Bound Hero Battle revival for Lou and Ray. On the 3rd, we have a new skills banner for Dragon Fang. And on the 5th, we have a bunch of stuff, including Test of Lance quests, a login bonus for the new summer banner, and the, or sorry, the login bonus and banner for the July Tempest Trials, meaning we should expect to see the summer ba- new summer banner, second summer banner trailer on the 3rd or 4th, uh, and the next set of, for that next set of summer heroes. On the 6th, we have a new round of Lost Lore. And another Summer Heroes revival, this one being the original Elysian one. So here's hoping for that Summer Lissa finally. Not holding my breath, though. Uh, just like I'm sure Opera's hoping for uh, Summer Chris, as he said in Discord. Uh, but uh, that Summer banner we'll, find it, we'll get on the 7th. And that winds out the calendar. So we may not have any more news calendar-wise next week. Yeah, we'll see. Well, hopefully they'll add that in. Uh, we should have version update details at some point before our next episode as well true we should get that as well uh but before that version update and all that stuff i was discussing uh we did finally get the celica in her fairy costume uh and found out who the next uh resplendent hero is which is merrick who's wearing his normal outfit from the original game Oh, I, I mean, it's supposed to be based on uh, Nivelli, uh, based on the, yeah, the current chapter, book five. Uh, so he comes in on July 10th, uh, af- you know, after Resplendent Silica goes away. Yeah, he, uh, I don't like Merrick. He's not one of the characters I often use or think about wanting to use, but uh, I feel like this is a stronger design for his character even though it is keeping it very close to what what he had before. Yeah, I'm looking and I'm trying to figure out what makes it Nidavellier clothing. I, I guess there's a cog on his... Well, he's got the sort of bodysuit underneath. You can kind of see it. You yeah, know. I guess I can sort of see it. It's hard to see because it just looks like his normal outfit that young Merrick was wearing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I guess the, I guess the gauntlets are a little more high-tech than he would wear in, uh, in the boots, as well as, yes, that bodysuit. Yeah, I think the bodysuit's the dead it's giveaway. It's very subtle to say this is a Nidavelli. You know, when you constantly complain about other characters not being, you know, not <laughs> hard to tell that they're from the actual place they claim that they're supposed to be from, this is definitely one of them. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, well, you know, look forward to that when it arrives in just a little bit if you are a Faye Pass subscriber. But uh, let's get to the new Special Heroes uh, Summer of Vibrance banner. Students of Garrick Mock are once again heading on a field trip to the beach. And that, as always, is uh, is the sort of character dialogue. Oh, we're on a, we're going to the beach. I can't wait. We finally get a break. So um, they're yes, happy to the beach. Tempest Trials is Caspar and Ash, you know, training at the beach. And it's like, oh, I'm going to catch the biggest and the best and having a fishing contest mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, and uh, they have fish in their character art, so uh, they are successful. Although one of them, I can't, I think uh, Ash catches the big fish and Caspar catches many small fish. I might be mixing them up. Backwards. Backwards. Ash has like three or four fish on the tip of his lance while Caspar is wielding a giant fish as a weapon. Oh, there you go. Well, uh, let's kick things off with Ash, fabled sea knight. Here's Ash, a hero who works hard but is easy to get along with. Looks like he got himself ready for the beach with a casual-looking swimsuit. Ash is a blue lance cavalry-wielding divine sea spear, which grants attack plus three. And if unit initiates combat or if foe's HP is greater than or equal to 75% at start of combat, grants attack slash speed slash defense plus three to unit during combat and inflicts attack slash speed slash defense minus three on foe during combat. And also, if foe has attack slash speed slash defense bonuses, grants bonus to units attack slash speed slash defense and inflicts penalty on foes attack slash speed slash defense during combat equal to current bonus on each of foes attack slash speed slash defense. Wow, I feel like uh, I copied that one out twice, but uh, that (laughs) is it. Um, It does calculate those independently. Yeah. Calculates each of those independently. He has a new skill in the A slot called B Dual Cavalry 4, which grants HP plus 5 and attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus 2. If unit is 5 stars, level Standard 4. Standard dual skill. Sorry? Yeah. Standard tier 4 dual skill. Yep. Standard tier 4 dual skill, so you don't need me to read all the rest of it, but you can transfer that to uh, any. Uh, is it. Sorry, is it a... Blue Cavalry. Blue, that's the B. Blue Cavalry unit. So if you have another hero that you use for your arena team of that variety, you might want to pull for Ash here. Uh, But rounding out his kit is Moombo as a special. S slash D near trace three in the B slot. Now, is that is that an arena skill or is that that's S slash D? No, that's a Kanto skills. Kanto. Speed defense. Speed defense. Got it. Uh, If... If yeah, if it wasn't fully explained, it's probably a repeat. Someone else already has it. It is, yeah. And um, joint hone speed in the C slot. They keep. I got to keep up on these uh, short forms. They keep uh, throwing them at me. So <laughs> although B for blue, I should know that. So that's totally my bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you see trace in the skill name, that's usually a Canto skill. Uh, you know, the letters usually indicate what stats they affect: speed, defense for this one mm-hmm. yeah uh, mercedes has a uh, trace skill as well but hers is um you know a new one so it fully explained it which is you know also a ranged trace skill range canto skill mm-hmm. so yeah and I'm, I'm looking at ash's uh character art and honestly like you know there is this there is this um sort of trend with the summer heroes like there's a couple of heroes i think doesn't um summer robin summer female robin have like 
a couple of fish on her lance as well, if I'm remembering correctly. I think uh, Summer Ingrid also does, but I think it is common for those with lances to have fish on their lances. Yeah. Let me pull up the catalog quickly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, it's a common thread for uh, them to be killing just piking fish <laughs> constantly while at the beach. I mean, I really hope he's cooking those fish and he's not just like, all right, my weapon's ready. It's got I'm fish on it. has coral on her lance, not fish. Oh. She does have a fish hooked or dangling off of a ribbon with her, but a dead fish dangling off a ribbon, but it's not on her lance. But I do am pretty sure Corrin had it had it on her lance. Yeah. I think I remember Corrin having it for sure. No, no. No? Unless it was male Corrin. Oh. Female well. Corrin is just carrying a book. Well, okay. Never mind. My memory is not what it used to be, evidently. I, I forgot. Hey, that I, I thought you were right, so I didn't remember either. So, Well, before we head down memory lane any further, why don't we talk about Mercedes? Because, yeah. It's Summer Cordelia who has a... Oh, yeah. Cordelia. But after that little detour, our next unit is Mercedes, unfussed, bas- unfussed basker. A noble chased out of the Empire when her house was destroyed. Mercedes was adopted by nobles of the Holy Kingdom, but always has always had a strong faith to the ch- church that took her and her mother in when they fled the Empire. She takes whatever life gives her with little to no complaint, assuming it is always the will of the goddess, which includes a trip to the beach, it seems. While she does not complain, it does not mean she won't dress well for the situation and come prepared, as she does here as a red tome cavalry unit. She wields the Peachy Parfait Plus, which, if the foe has more than 75% health at the Star Comic, gives her plus 5 to res, and debuffs the foe by negative uh, 5 to res. Uh, additionally, if the foe has a res bonus, it gives her a uh, res bonus while taking it away from the foe. Uh, essentially gives her plus the amount of the bonus and the foe minus the amount. She comes with a new ranged Canto skill in uh, AR Far Trace. Uh, which is attack res, follows the same rules as other Kanto skills in the Kanto skill line. Uh, this, uh, As with the ranged units for Kanto lines, it uh, only gives her the remaining movement, while uh, characters like Ash, who have the melee Kanto skills, get remaining plus one, so they can always step away from the enemy after attacking. Because uh, they're the remaining movement after acting, uh, it inflicts attack res... It also inflicts attack res minus three on the foe during combat. She has no other new skills, but does come with Iceberg and tier four attack res push. Mm-hmm. I was just going to so. say, um, I'm looking at her character art and her attack art is just her gleefully having uh, a bite of her parfait. And I think that's fantastic. Uh, actually, her normal attack is just her being like, I'm just going to have a bite of this parfait and I could care less about what's going on. <laughs> and then you get to her special attack and she's just super stoked to be there, um, which I thought was was pretty funny. Because she is kind of like, she she's kind of um, not aloof, but she's just in three houses. She's very like just present. She's not really, you know, she's neutral, I guess. And it's kind of what you said, like she's just kind of there, you know, Um yeah, I mean, it's more, she doesn't get overly fussed about things, kind of like her character, her title shows. She's generally unfussed. She takes what comes, you know, it may come off as aloof, but it's really just accepting what comes. Yeah. Doesn't mean she's gonna, you know, 
let someone well she sort of does let someone walk over people walk over to a degree assuming that she gets no say in her future at times in her support discussions you know like this guy took me in he saved me from you know a life of misery so i have to do what he says even if i don't agree with it at times and it's like you kind of convince her out of it convince her you know yeah maybe he may have helped you but you have a right to you know your own life and stuff like that so so she takes what comes with you know which may seem aloof at times but doesn't often she's also you know usually very caring and mothering to just about everyone to a degree mm-hmm. no she's so, a, a great character she's also the oldest of the students i believe might be tied with someone else but yeah starts at 23 pre-time skip hmm. well there you go uh we also have caspar summer intensity which is a fitting title for him because he is intense uh here's caspar the black eagle whose fighting spirit burns hotter than the summer sun he looks a bit like an old-fashioned gladiator in that outfit. Apparently, he's planning to go fishing, probably by jumping into the water and wrestling the poor fish into submission. Caspar is a Green Axe infantry unit, wielding Victor Fish Plus, where at start of combat, if foe's HP is greater than or equal to 75%, grants defense plus 5 to unit and inflicts defense minus 5 on foe during combat. And also, if foe has defense bonus, grants bonus to unit's defense, and inflicts penalty on foe's defense during combat equal to the current bonus on foe's defense. And this is calculated, uh, calculates each stat bonus independently. Being the four-star unit on the banner, Casper has no new skills, but has smite as an assist, bonus doubler three in the A slot, and even attack wave three in the C slot. So yeah, he's uh, got a big fish. Yeah, clearly he's playing to wrestle the fish into submission because he did so and is using it as an axe. <laughs> I I'm I'm looking at his character art and he is literally swinging the fish. Um yep. that that fish um I don't know. It, does that look like a happy fish to you? It's kind of look at it closely. It doesn't look upset. Kind of just looks I mean, like he's just he's looks cool. like a fish kind of, you know. I don't know. His expression doesn't change whether damaged or not, really. True. I didn't look at the damage art. You're right. In the I damage guess maybe art, the damage art, the mouth is a little more closed than it is in other art, so <laughs> I guess that means unhappy. Maybe. I mean, this isn't like a Pixar film where you can clearly tell that that yeah. fish is... It looks like a fish with a fish's mouth, so it's kind of hard to tell what its expression is. Also, like... Um... It doesn't have X's for eyes like some of the other fish, so I guess it's still alive? I... It, when you really when you really think about this like this is animal cruelty i mean he's he's using it as a weapon i i really hope that that's just part of his cooking ritual right and he's going to use the fish at the end of this because that would be incredibly wasteful to use the fish as a weapon and then be like all right bye <laughs> or something <laughs> not let's all dig into this victor fish plus i don't know true we're reading into this way too much, um, as we always do. Probably, yeah, yeah. But uh, what about the uh, the big old duo hero we got this this uh, summer banner? Uh, yes, that is Hilda and Mer- and Marianne. Here's two piece. <laughs> That's a callback. Uh, yeah, to 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 something that didn't happen. I I put Hilda plus Mercedes and uh, and and Eddie called me on it, but pre recording. 
Um, yeah, I didn't notice he had done it also down here in the uh, did I really? description of the character. Yeah, I just fixed it Arr. while you were explaining what happened. Okay. That's why I started to say Mercedes, but... That would explain why you said Mercedes then, okay. <laughs> yep. All right, go ahead. But Hilda and Marianne, the deer's two-piece. The twin tails strike back, and Hilda couldn't be happier uh, than to be at the beach and spend a nice, easy day. They are friends, despite seeming like it seems an odd pairing. Uh, they have their duo skill that inflicts attack minus seven on their on foes on their next turn. Uh, or blah, 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 blah. It inflicts attack minus seven through their next action in isolation on foes within three rows and columns of them when they use it. Uh, it cannot be used multiple times in a row, but at the start of every third turn it refreshes, allowing it to be used again. They wield the Sunshade Staff, which has built-in Wrathful Staff. Uh, which is the one that makes attack equal or attack at- makes staff attack seem as normal weapon attack. It also grants attack plus six to allies within two spaces during combat, as well as a special cooldown boost of one per foe's attack during their combat. Also, if they're not adjacent to an ally, Hilda, uh, Hilda gets a attack speed plus six during combat. They have a, another new healing skill called Nudge Plus, which, like Saul, does not give XP or SP when used. But if you use it, the unit um, and the unit that you use it on can move. It pushes that unit uh, one space away while healing them for 50% of Hilda and Marianne's attack, minimum minimum of eight hit points. She also comes with a new skill called Even Recovery, which at Tier 3, on the start of even-numbered turns... Uh, restores 20 hit points and removes penalty from allies within two spaces. Uh, the rest of her skills are tier 4 attack speed push and dazzling staff. This is a, a fairly, you know, awesome kit for this character. I mean, you got you got a duo hero and you always kind of expect them to get like the most attention on the banner. But also you have mm-hmm. Hilda being a very well-loved character from Three Houses. And I think Marianne is up there as well. Because she yep. has, you know... I, I think Marianne won this year, didn't she? Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I was kind of trying to remember the Choose Your Legend ranking. And uh, I know I know. Um, Gatekeeper... Was it Gatekeeper? I should know this. I talked to him like once a week. <laughs> What's his name? Is it just Gatekeeper? The, the character? so. Yeah. And um, so he got, he got it. And it, there was... I can't remember if the female side was, was both three houses so what would this be uh cyl five Five. yep i was trying to look it up quietly but hit the wrong button hit four instead of five i'm trying to oh yeah so you've got marianne first place erica second place and gatekeeper first place sigurd yeah no that's wrong marth won it was second place marth and yep but yeah anyways um more three houses love coming that way but yeah no i think this is a is a great duo I think a lot of people are probably going to be trying for Hilda and Marianne, not and maybe Mercedes as well. Even if you mistaken them for the same duo, they are very uh, different characters. But um, yeah, solid stuff. Uh, we have one more hero as part of this banner or as part of this grouping of heroes, which is Leone, Relentless Rays. Leone's a competitive, outgoing hero who's working hard to become a mercenary. For this outing, she's full of energy for a trip to the beach. Leone is a colorless bow cavalry unit wielding Sunflower Bow Plus, which is effective against flying foes. Start of combat if foes HP is greater than or equal to 
grants defense plus 5 to unit, and inflicts defense minus 5 on foe during combat. And also if foe has defense bonus, grants bonus to unit's defense and inflicts penalty on foe's defense during combat equal to the current bonus on foe's defense. Calculates each stat bonus independently. Sensing a theme here. Leone is the Tempest Trials unit, so no new skills, but has repossession, repossession, <laughs> Re- reposition as an assist. Uh, she can come take your car when you miss a payment. Um, attack slash speed push three in the A slot and speed slash defense link three in the B slot. So we get. Wait, to... you mean there's a theme amongst the seasonal weapons? That never happens. No, of course not. And and you know what? It's almost like it should be a drinking game where Ryan, after we go through all the heroes, is like makes a joke about there being a theme. Um, so yeah, I think most banners have similar weapons, I know. but especially the seasonal banners. I know. I'm just a weird person and just happen to notice things, thinking they're patterns when really it should have been obvious. Um, but I gotta say, like this is probably one of the strongest designs for a character we've gotten from like a free offering in a long time uh i might not be remembering some that have come previous that might have sort of um really shone through i mean i like leone i like sunflowers so it kind of all works but i just i don't know like i'm really i I really feel like they they gave us a a good free unit here yeah i mean it's a good design it definitely fits leone she you know her Dedication to training makes you feel like that's the type of outfit she would, type of swimsuit she would wear. Kind of looks like a training outfit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, workout outfit type thing almost. Uh, so, and yeah, if you like sunflowers, it's a that's a good addition to the bow for the special unit and the weird weapons they use. Yeah, well, it's a bow. I mean, it's just covered in sunflowers, right? Yeah, but I mean, Mercedes is here using a parfait as a weapon. Yeah, and casting magic through that. So, but I, and and you know yeah. you alluded to it with Leone's outfit, but also the fact that she just brings a straight up weapon to the beach, and like passes yeah, it off as seasonal with a bunch of sunflowers on it. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, I mean, I, I, we didn't discuss it, but Hilda and Marianne are using a umbrella as a staff. Yeah. So, which works, I think. I think yeah. that's fine. Uh, but I mean, it's better than um. Uh, Halloween Mia's uh, staff that looks suspiciously like a lance, <laughs> which I guess also looks similar to a staff, but it definitely looks far more lance-like than staff-like. Yeah. Well, um, I'll also say this: they drew her bowstring, which is not something that they normally remember. There was a lot of issues with archer characters not having bowstrings. Yes, there are various archer characters who, you know apparently wield their bows in mystical ways that allow it to pass through their entire body so the bowstring just magically disappears for them while they do that yeah so it doesn't cover their uh the their artwork but uh, yeah yes artwork that works too (laughs) (laughs) all right well that is going to do it for the summer banner and our fey portion of the podcast but we're going to move into the Eltrealm gate and talk about more three houses because we have game club we're doing right now which is three houses verdant wind the Claude route tonight we're going to talk about chapter 16 the rose colored river the alliance army successfully rendezvous with judith and alal with the addition of house daphnil's forces the time has come to invade emperor ter- emperor empire territory 
Sights set on the imperial capital, the Alliance army chooses to march through the territory of Houth, Houth, House Gloucester. I'm, I'm nailing it tonight. Um, supporters of the Empire. Under the command of Nardell, the retainer of House Regan? Regan? Regan. Regan, thank you. The defensive forces of House Regan and Daphnil draw out the Gloucester troops. Thus, the Alliance army can continue its march toward the Great Bridge of Murden and cross the Aramid River, which separates the Alliance and the Empire. Claude and his troops storm the bridge and kill General Ladislava, successfully taking control of Murden. Claude leaves Judith behind to defend the bridge while the scions of the Alliance lords petition the rest of the Alliance for troops and supplies. He takes Byleth to meet his retainer, Nardell. And that's sort of where the chapter wraps up. But, um... Yep. Chapter wraps up introducing us to Nardell, who looks somewhat familiar, almost like a um, character you fought in a side mission. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he looked familiar. So is that... Is that just coincidence? Who knows? It may be. Okay. But he looks kind of similar to the boss of the Hilda Cyril side mission. Oh, okay. I thought he. I thought you were going to say he looked like the... I'm just trying to remember if he looked like the bandit from the very beginning of the game. Oh, no. That one's definitely dead. You definitely killed Cosmos. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's dead. He's dead. But you're saying it's... Um, I forget the name that he had in the that mission, and it could just be another Elmiran, but, you know... Uh, Cyril and Claude have that Almiran complexion, and as Claude tells you, Nardell is not from Fodlin, so hmm. it could just be that he's, you know, Almiran, not that he is anyone we've actually met before, they just look somewhat similar. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, this map, I thought, was very interesting in that, you know, you, obviously, it's it's a bridge fortress, um, so you have varying yeah. paths. Uh, there, there is a, a critical path, but there's sort of an offshoot where you can um, take over a ballista, uh, which I use to promptly take care of the Ferdinand um, uh, reinforcements that come once you cross an invisible barrier. But there's okay. there's kind of a lot of invisible barriers in the, or invisible lines. So where, where did Ferdinand appear? Um, top left for me of the map, like far left. But okay, further that north. was just a group of random. Uh, foes. I think one a one a great knight was Ferdinand a great knight when you fought him. Oh yeah, because you recruited Ferdinand, so he was already in your. Yep. Yeah, I did not recruit Ferdinand, so I ended up having to to kill. So he's dead now, which is totally uh, I I you know fine by me. <laughs> um, hmm. he, he it is what it is, but I can sense your love for the character. I mean, I, I don't mind him. I just I felt like I had. I, I had him through my entire playthrough last time, so I'm not necessarily as worried about that I missed him. Um, mm-hmm. Would I have liked to recruit him? Because I think the story is more interesting when you're not fighting the other characters. Like, really... Depending on you ask, some could say the story is more interesting when you are fighting the other characters. Yeah. You know? I just felt like... It's a bit more tragic because you got to know these characters to a degree. It's, it's definitely tragic. Um, but I'll say this with Ferdinand... I, I agree with you there where when, when I took him down, when I killed him, it kind of made sense. Cause like he was, he was always trying to one up Edelgard and the easiest way to try to one up Edelgard is to probably like stick to as close as you can to her, as opposed to doing the hard thing, which is like fighting against an entire empire. Right. And so 
I yeah. always viewed his trying to one-up Edelgard as less trying to actually one-up Edelgard, but trying to push her to be the best for the Empire she could be, if that makes sense. Right. No, you it know? makes sense. He, he, if you look at his dialogues, he is, you know, he's going to be the next uh, prime minister or whatever his father is called, theoretically, because, you know, that runs in his family and he wants the empire to be the best it can be. So, you know, in his mind, one of the best ways is, you know, if he can push Edelgard by being better than her or trying to be better than her, then she'll be better for the empire. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's trying to actually take over as emperor. He's trying to make sure that the emperor is the best emperor that they can be. Yeah. So all the more, you know, your reasoning right there just, backs up the fact that I'm I'm it makes sense that Ferdinand sticks around cuz he he wants to achieve that by it's easier to achieve mm-hmm. being a better emperor by being next to the emperor right like staying with Helgard yep. so it kind of worked out for for me like even though I I did have to to kill him but there's um and we we have this a bit in the notes that we can talk about it I noticed that Dorothea is very she's not hap- she's not her normal happy self in part two, and uh, as as has been tested in this episode, my memory is is not that great. But I do remember in the part two I played where I was playing Black Eagle, she she was still she was more her normal self, right? Like um, she because she was it's been a know. bit since I played Black Eagle, so I may be misremembering, but but I remember. I mean, my memory is that no matter what part two you're in, she's sick and tired of war, no matter what war and all the death and is kind of morose no matter what version you're playing yeah but i could be misremembering maybe she's a bit happier in the uh edelgard route because maybe she agrees with edelgard or something but i mean the way it felt to me is she's just sick and tired of all the death and more it's nothing to do with whether who's right or wrong it's just all these all this death and war over the past five years has just worn her down yeah it was just a specific moment, you know, like, cause I did, um, I played a little bit into chapter 17, which we'll, we're going to talk about next week. Uh, but I, I ended up talking to Dorothea in the, um, monastery section and she specifically mentions like, Oh, I can't believe we had to kill poor Ferdy. And I'm like, Oh damn, I, I feel real bad. Like I, I felt really bad. And obviously you didn't get that dialogue or, or won't get that dialogue, but gotten that far and Yeah. I won't get that dialogue cause I didn't kill Ferdy, but you know, She's already been kind of, you know, sad about what's going on. Just you have a specific thing pointing to a connection that she had. Uh, if you've never done her in Ferdinand's um, full support thing, you realize that connection is far deeper than you may have realized. So, yeah, I feel bad. I, I, I do feel a little bit bad that I didn't recruit him because uh, and this is kind of why I hated my first place. Not hated, but disliked parts of my first playthrough because i was like constantly having to kill these characters that i knew and maybe not knew in love because i didn't recruit them because i i don't think i really understood the system at the time by the time i kind of got it it was too late um i didn't really feel i was like oh i'll go get them all on the second playthrough um but yeah like i this is the only time i'm gonna experience this i mean well we haven't started talking about um uh, you know, uh, paralogs, but I did a paralog where I had the option to, yeah, Hubert shows up on the map. Oh, I, I beelined it right for him just to take him out. 
Um, but he, he's a slippery guy. So he's just like, Oh, I got to retreat, but you guys know your orders. Ha ha ha. And I'm just like, ah, oh, yeah, I, I think Hubert is one of those, you know, uh, scripted fight and defeats in the main story. Yeah. I imagine yeah. he's going to show up at some point in the near future, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this part too, but I, I am reminded that you, as you said, Eddie, it's, it's a bit like a lot of the characters are really unhappy, rightfully so, with with our situation here because it's quite dire. You have the entire empire trying to take over Fodlin. Yeah, um, uh, the the kingdom is no more. Although I don't know if it was in this chapter or in the next, but there's a hint that the the kingdom, uh, an army from the kingdom, is is moving through alliance territory. Um, I think it's in the pre. That's the next chapter. It is the next chapter. Yeah, I think it's in the preamble. I, I, I was running tight, so I stopped right when I saw the save say new chapter. Yeah, so. which is totally cool. I mean, it's it's definitely peering into next week, but I think that there's an interesting. Yeah. I think next week's chapter is going to be interesting. I think I've, I've not yeah. I've not experienced this side of it before. Right? I've I've only experienced yeah. like what is truly the opposite of these these playthroughs. Um, with uh with black eagles but yeah it's a it's a good chapter i really like the map i like the strategy of it i like your ability to kind of um move your way through it but there are definitely areas where reinforcements will pop up um you do have the opportunity to stop those reinforcements by taking uh sort of uh the first sort of fortification i guess you could call it Mm -hmm. although they are quick to warp in reinforcements around you so you have to be careful not to leave any stragglers or at least to leave yep. a good portion of your army behind. Yeah, I was doing some of my crazy grinding up to this, and I realized that I need to remember to pay attention, look at certain things, like um, got to remember to uh, make sure I check abilities before the start of these, because I sent in two archers with no close counter on them. So I kept them out of range but of any close-up attacks, but you know, I had Claude and uh, Bernie in there as archers, but they did not have close counter on because I was using the chalice for leveling them up. Um, also, I also got to remember to look at the map because um, none of my characters are likely to have lock touch on them. So I got to remember to give keys to characters to pick to run out to chests. You know? Yeah, I did not get the uh, chest on this map. I There were two chests and um, oh, I, I sent a net. Annette was being a trickster because she didn't have in her warlock or other skills available to something, whatever she's going to end up being in the end when I finish building up to her. Uh, so I sent her out to as a trickster. Her magic was a little, you know, a little less attacks, but allowed her to unlock one chest. And I realized, oh, there's another chest over here by the fortress. So I did a little thing with all my Cantos units to have, so, have I think, Mercedes was a dark flyer this round, so I gave, had her come up, grab a key off of the convoy, give it to Claude, who flew it out to Ingrid, who ran it over to uh, Happy, who ran it over to Leone, who next round was able to unlock the chest. So, I where nice was the second chain. chest? I know the first chest was uh, by the ballista, but yeah, there was one over uh, by the little fortress, uh, along where there was a random. Armored knight, a uh, oh. great knight sitting behind the fortress, the side that didn't have an exit. There okay. was a chest in that corner right there. 
Well, then, yeah. Speaking of paying I, I attention. I missed it initially, so. <laughs> I, uh, I need to pay more attention to that, and I don't, I'm trying to think of my, well, Dorothea is a trickster, so she could have opened the chest, but um, yeah. I didn't so realize that. Dorothea's answer for me, but I didn't bring her out with me. Yeah. I didn't realize that by killing Ferdy, I would have uh, triggered the end of the map. Um, ah, so. so you killed Vladislava before Ferdy appeared? uh no i i they were both around it, it's just he was he had he was straggling a little bit and i ended up killing ladislava and then ferdy showed up but there were still other enemies on the map and i know the i know the uh conditions were like route the enemy so i just figured oh it was ferdy, defeat all yeah. enemy commanders so you have to kill acheron ladislava and i guess ferdy in yours ferdy mm. never appeared in mine so well like, me, I was sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, I, 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 I'm bummed when I miss the chest, but I'm trying not to worry too much about it because at the end of the you day, like, pretty appeared in the top left, right? Y- yeah, he did. Yeah, he he okay, appeared so with other alliances. Completely missing from mine. Oh yeah. Yeah, that might be uh, something that triggers when you kill Ladislava, or if he appeared before Ladislava did, then that's just something else. But. For he... me, there was a small group in the top right when I got to the ballista that appeared. Yep. Um, those were just generic enemies. Uh, Acheron appeared down at the bottom right after a couple turns. Yeah. And then Ladislava was up at the north, and uh, she was kind enough to not commit suicide by attacking um, Byleth with assembly twice in a row, uh, hitting once and missing the second time. So that allowed me to kill off all the other guys, but I never saw a group appear, a group of reinforcements in the top left. Yeah. So, so the top left, I think, came across as like it was Ferdy, but then they were, it was like other Alliance characters. So he kind of pops I'm up. I'm guessing and, since Ferdinand wasn't there to lead them, they just didn't have them appear for me. Yeah. So they had less Alliance support because Ferdy hadn't been, I don't know why I keep wasn't calling there Ferdy. leading a group. Ferdinand, yeah. Yeah. So I, I did have him pop up there, and essentially once he died, the, the map ended. But I'm not really worrying about the chests. Like, I, I think I've got, you know, I don't even know what I missed out on, if it was even, like, that critical. But I, I'm, I need to be more mindful of what's going on on the map and making sure I have someone present that can unlock stuff, which in this case it was Dorothea. And I, I should have kept Dorothea behind... Uh, sort of enemy behind my uh, allied lines because she is a lower level so i i shouldn't have had her out in the front i should have had her with uh i guess it was claude that i took up to the ballista so but that ballista basically tore through those uh, alliance enemy reinforcements uh top left so it it wasn't a big deal because like ferdinand just booked it for ladislava he didn't even stick around he was he literally said like you alliance lords can take care of this i'm gonna head down and protect this area he was a big fan of of using those words but uh, mm. yeah it was a good chapter i really liked it I, I feel like we're heading very quickly into the end game i know there are less chapters in uh the black eagles run so we're gonna get a few more here i, I don't know what the total is but um i feel like it's like 20 something i mean 22 oh maybe yeah so 22 so there are four more chapters in um i should not look at this it could contain spoilers there are four more chapters in the verdant wind verdant wind uh the route so we have that to look forward to 
But uh, yeah, next week we are going to be doing chapter 17 and uh, A Verdant Wind, so look forward to that as we head deeper into Empire territory. So we'll see how that goes, and we will report back next week. Eddie, that is going to do it for our episode this week. We'll be back next week with more talk of Fire Emblem and Three Houses and, and Heroes and all that fun stuff. But if you want to visit us on the websites, websites, <laughs> go to gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Find all of our archive there. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Great place to discuss Faye. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at rmurphy, eddie at drawfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. It's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.